Welcome to today's online message from Long Eaton Oasis Christian Centre. We are a church at the heart of the community, with a heart for the community. And we're so glad that you've joined us. We hope that you'll be inspired and encouraged today. Please don't hesitate to contact us. If you want to find out more, you can visit our website, www.longeatonoasis.co.uk, or you can direct message us. Well, good morning, everyone. It's so good to see you this morning and a uh, really great welcome. And thank you for being here and with us today. We, I want to just to, uh, to take a few moments uh, this morning while I, I share. I'm going to break into a series. We've been looking at James, but this morning I'm going to take up a different subject, um, which is sort of pertinent to this time of the year. And uh, if you could switch that over, that's great. Thank you so much. I want to just, just take a, a few moments just to... Um, Take up the theme of Halloween. Uh, I don't want to spend too long on Halloween, but look more on the opportunities that there are for us as Christians at this time. And so that's where I'm going to go over the next um, few moments. Uh, before I do that, and um, you know, uh, just before I do that, so during our time of worship, I really felt a real strong experience or a feeling of. Um, pain really and emotional emotional pain and uh, so so have you ever you probably have at some point in your life um, scolded yourself tripped or cut yourself and uh, it heals but every time you knock it it opens up again yeah you, we've, I've had that experience I'm sure quite a number of us maybe had that experience and so as I as we were worshiping and praying I, I just so so I just feel this is what I feel and I feel that maybe the Holy Spirit has just laid some upon my heart. And it's this, that this morning there are some people amongst us, and it's a bit like you have um, a, a, um, a cut or something has happened in life, an upset, and uh, it, it heals over. But every time certain things knock you in life, you feel that pain. It's an underlying pain. And maybe that's you this morning. Maybe you're here and something's happened in life or in your life. And uh, you, you, you get on with life, but when you knock, you feel that. And it's a bit like, and, and so what, what happens? It, just, it needs that, that, whatever, that cut, that, to heal. And you say, well, that's easy for you to say. So Jesus said this, come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, and I, that's Jesus, will give you rest. And he says, I'll give you rest for your soul. And so this morning, if that's you, I don't know who that is, I just want to pray. But, um, you know, if, if, if at some point you want to talk to myself or Andrew, or you might want to um, contact me uh, and so that we could talk and maybe pray in it with you, then we would love to do that if that's you. But we're just going to pray together this morning. I just pray, Heavenly Father, for anyone here this morning that feels a real, you know, something in life has cut, circumstance, situation, people, person, work, church maybe, relationship has cut into my life in such a way that I feel that I heal over, but then when different circumstance comes my way, it seems to open up, open up the, the sense of pain again. I can't seem to shake off a sense of inner pain. And I just pray, Lord Jesus, that whoever that person or persons may be this morning, that you will call them by your Spirit. Come to me. Come to me, you're saying. 
with your burden, with what's weighing you down, and I will give you rest, rest for your very soul. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that you will draw whoever that is and whoever they are to yourself. And Holy Spirit, you'll be so in this place that it will be hard to escape. You'll sow your mercy, your forgiveness, your healing, your love, your concern, your passion and care will be so powerfully here today that it will be hard to shake off, hard to walk away, and that you will draw that person or persons to yourself so that they might find healing for their heart and soul or relationship or body or whatever it might be. In your name we pray. Amen. So if that's you, please, you know, talk to me, talk to Andrew, just come. We, you know, we would love to pray, you know, that that could be you here today. Yeah, so uh, Halloween and um, Halloween. So uh, October the 31st is uh, a, a festival uh, that is uh, called All Hallows, Halloween. And uh, it's, uh, it's, a, it's historically, it's a pagan festival. It's a pagan festival that has, uh, at one point became Christianized. And when the church grew in this nation, you know, over you know, a couple of thousand years ago, in the, the, the Celtic period, the, the church grew. It, it, a pagan festival was, became, I'll explain this, became Christianized. And now with time, as the church, the established church, um, uh, loses its uh, influence to some degree. Uh, some would argue maybe it's lost its influence. Um, uh, this festival has become secularized from its initial intentions and popularized by popular culture. And um, whether that be in film, music, and merchandise shopping, okay. Uh, and, and it's been popularised, and so, 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 so that's you know. When I, and I would say popularised. I, I don't know if you can remember. There was a film called E.T. Do you know when that was released? 1982. Seems like only yesterday watching the film E.T. 1982. That's is that 30? Is that 40 years ago? Somebody say, is that right? Am I right in saying it's 40 years ago? 1982, 40 years ago. Whoa. Hold on, I have to hold on to this platform for just a minute. Uh, and in the film E.T., obviously it's about the extraterrestrial, but in the background subplot, it's, it's around about Halloween. And you're seeing in America kids playing and dressing up and going trick-or-treat and candy and having fun and running around. It's all a bit of a laugh. And it was quite subtle, but it, since, since that period, what, 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 you know, what, what has happened in our nation is in, in probably the last 10 years, there's become an, uh, a more popularised, secularised uh, sort of uh, uh, aspect of, of Halloween and candy and trick-or-treating and having fun and it's only a bit of fun. You're only getting dressed up. And, it, and, and, and I'm not blaming E.T. for that, but I'm just saying, it, 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 you know, poor old E.T. You know, we're not going to blame, I'm not blaming him for blaming... Yeah, he was trying to get home, exactly. That's all he was trying to do. But... Um, but it, it seems that, you know, that's the subplot. And, and you can see that. How, and that. But, but so the background, just moving on swiftly, not wanting to, to linger, because I'd rather look at the application, what, what the opportunities there are for the church today. And there are some amazing opportunities for you and I. So the background, the 31st of October is a winter solstice. 
it, it's, it's the longest, uh, um, shortest day, longest night, and, and then everything starts to get, start to come back and get brighter, uh, you know, only by seconds, but as the months go, go ahead, sort of thing. And uh, in, in the, um, so in, in the sort of Celtic, going back a couple of thousand years, in, in the sort of Celtic, uh, Druidic culture, uh, you can imagine that, that people looked at the seasons and the land, and they could see that it was getting darker and colder for longer, and it's as if the sun and the sunshine had gone. And so it's, it's a bit like the, uh, sort of the death of the sun, the end of summer, and, and beginning of sort of like winter approaching, and it's as if, where's the sun gone? What's happening to our world? Everything's dying. And, and yet they would look forward to the sun coming again in summer and the rebirth of the sun. And so there's this under, sort of understanding in pagan and in, in, in what we would call a pagan culture, um, uh, you know, uh, that, that sort of druidic pagan culture. Around about this, this in the solstice, the 31st, there is this, this uh, it, it, it had a, a term called Samhain. And Samhain was summer's end, you know, the death of the sun, but it... it rebirth at some point and and in in the culture and, and in the, into that culture people were would 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 it would be a, a a night a particular night because it's so long and the darkness is is, is longer uh, but it would be a particular night where because and because the sun is dying it's a it's a night of the dead and uh, people would leave um uh, uh like gifts to ward off Evil spirits. And you get this idea of giving a gift, a, you know, a, a treat, this, this type of, you know, it's been popularized and secularized a long, long way off. But if you go back, go back, 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 back to, and that's, I'm, I'm going to paint in broad strokes, okay? Some of you probably know, know this enough as it is, but that's the gist of its background. And uh, a night of the dead. And, 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 and also, uh, so they would give gifts to placate uh, marauding spirits. They would light, light fire to, to ward off the dead, but also it was an opportunity to, to, um, to, to contact spirits and gain power and look for the year ahead. And that's, that's the sort of gist of, of, the, the, of, of the 31st. Um, the, then with the, the rise of the church in the Celtic church, Celtic Christianity and Christianity spreading over this nation in a real revival, yeah, um, uh, what happened was that the, that the church, rather than honouring the dead and being afraid, uh, knew that there was when there's death, there's life in Jesus, and so the the, the the resurrection, not rebirth, but the resurrection, and and what it was, it was a night um, to all, all hallows, and it was be a night to rather than uh, be afraid of the dead and contact the dead, but to honour dead believers, honour Christians, saints of faith, and and so that's what the church did, and when the church had influence and power in the nation, there was this the the the, the paganism. The paganism was subsided, as it as it were, but it was always there. That's the gist of, of the background. And and then with this, with the, the rise of secular, a more se growth of secularism in our nation, and the and and the aspect of the church, uh, the, you know, there is a, a sense of well, you know, it's silly stuff. So, you know, there's there's no such thing as spiritual power. This is where secularism comes in. What you see is what you get. There's no unseen, and so we sort of begin to forget the spiritual root. And then with popularised, it, it, it moves to let, forgetting the spiritual root and then, be, well, we need a bit of fun and we need to dress up and, 
and uh, it has a link to, to death, but, but you know, it's, it's, not, it's not all that bad, and we can dress up, and we can give out sweets, and, and we need something to, 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 for our, to brighten up our, our evening. I've got to admit, I could find a better way of brightening up my evening than, than dressing up with fangs and blood and all this sort of stuff. But um, and so, so I, I know, look, I'm, it's a broad stroke. I, I realize I painted with that. But in its background, there's a, par- a, um, a powerful spiritual significance. And um, so, yeah, so it's uh, secularized, popularized, and, and now we're finding becoming paganized again. Because in, underneath and in the background, you know, paganism um, is, is, is on, the, on the rise, um, you know, in our nation. Three, three things to unmask uh, um, is, is basically this. So, so there's a bit of an introduction, a bit of a background. I realise it's been you know, broad and, and I've been quite quick, but time uh, per, persists. But you can look, look up what I basically said. You, know, you can find that out. You can, you can look that up. You can read. You know. and, um... So three things that I would say are, are quite dangerous and to unmask is, is it's just a bit of fun. Uh, first thing is it's, it's a bit of fun. Well, well, you know, I could find a better way to have fun. Because, you know, um, you know, dressing up with a, you know, someone coming to your door with an axe in their head. Oh, you know, hello, is it, is it just me who doesn't find that a bit of fun? No, you know, some children don't do that. They maybe come in a witch's outfit. But there, are, there is real witchcraft. I've prayed with people historically. I've actually prayed with people to come out of witchcraft. And they've had a hard time of it because of the occult power. So, so don't think that, you know, they're being witchy and silly. There is, in, in, there's, there's, there's tens of thousands of practicing witches in the UK and who find, find Halloween, the 31st, a, a, a high point in their occult calendar. Um, so it's, 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 it's a bit of fun. Now, it's, it, you know, it's, we've, we've secularised it, we've popularised it, we've come a long way from the root. Can you see, can you see how, how, and you've, you've such a far away, so it's just a bit of fun. But I, I, would, I would suggest that... Um, you know, a Freddy Krueger mask, for those of you who know Freddy don't, don't don't go looking, it's not very nice, but Freddy Krueger, you know, and, and, and these, these evil horror and slasher movies with blood coming to your door is not a bit of fun. It's not a bit of fun. You know, everyone's frightened to say, oh, oh you know, you know it's, it's just not real, it's just a film, it's just a bit of horror. It, 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 but, but, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot nicer ways, better ways to have fun you know, so but 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 making fun and and and, and vampires and teeth. Well, 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 well. To be honest, a vampire. I say, well, it's just make believe. But a vampire um, rips out the throat of the person. I said, you know, a bit of fun. Um, it's not a bit of fun. If, if 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 you if you look at it really, really logically, what it what it what it what it what it's it, but we've we've come a distance from it. You know, you know, you can you can watch a kids' TV program called Mona the Vampire. You're all going to go and look at it now, aren't you? But it's a, it's a children's TV. You know, it, it it's not a bit of fun. And uh, when you make fun of something that's, and I'm not saying that everybody that makes fun of it you're you're evil, but if you make a bit of fun of something that's inherently evil. And, and, on, and, on, and actually, Freddy Krueger and, and killing people and cutting them up and blood and, and axes and, and, and uh, frightening. When you make fun of it, it des- this is the danger. It desensitizes us 
to stuff that's horrible. So, you know, we, it was great for us as a church to, we all continue to pray, but to pray last Sunday for Palestinians and Jews and pray the peace of Jerusalem. That's what we were doing as a church. It was, it was amazing. I was so, so impressed with how our church responded and we, 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 we stood together and prayed. When little babies, when little babies, you know, throats are being cut, when innocent people in their homes are being blown up. But the danger is we can become desensitized people. And, and this is what's happening in our world today. And so different groups will say, that's the danger of the fun. Uh, fear, unmask the fear. Well, you know, fear, so, so, so sort of the horror industry Sort of, you know, you might say, Well, I've never watched a horror film and I don't watch horror films, but you'll be surprised the amount of people that do and, and Christians that do. I mean, and I mean, extremely type horror stuff, they're called, they're called slasher movies and this sort of stuff. And the thing about fear is it's strangely exhilarating, strangely and perversely, I would say. There's something about, uh, and fear is often. Something that's almost traumatizing and can act as a way of opening up the heart and opening up your mind and heart psychologically. There's a lot of things, there's a lot of stuff in counseling and psychology that talks about traumatic type stuff, and particularly. And people that I've met within the occult are very fearful of when they try and come out of the occult witchcraft, Satanism, clairvoyance, mediumism. Uh, spiritism, they're often very fearful of death. They're often very fearful of something coming to get them. And so, so, so fear is, is um, it combines you, but also fear has got a strangely intoxicating, weirdly, perversely exciting. And that's, that's, and so that, I th- and, and fascination, it leads, so the, so it, what, what is, look, very face value, incredibly innocuous, you, some people might say, and people go, oh, it's a bit of fun, doesn't really happen, doesn't, that's the secularism coming in, isn't it? You know, it's not, no reality. There is a, a root of spiritual reality. Uh, and, and then the fascination. A fascination is intense interest. Before I became a Christian, at the age of about 16, 17, I became interested, thank God, thank God, I became a Christian at 20, but I became interested in uh, tarot. And it was from a, a friend and doing stupid stuff at school. And I became uh, almost to the point where I became fascinated. When I, uh, when I, I became a Christian around about 1920, um, at Bible college, a friend of mine and this is a true story, said that we visited a home while he was a, a college student and they burnt their, their um, tarot and Ouija board set. And when they burnt it, this family, honestly, now you're going to say, surely this isn't true. They heard like a scream come from out of the flame. And I was at Bible college at the time saying, what? No, come on, come on. He said, no, honestly, Adrian, it was that, it it made the hairs on the back of my neck stand up. So spiritual reality, spiritual reality. So, so, so look, so, so I think for the majority of people in our nation, it's, 
it's, it's a bit of fun, but you, you can see why I would say, it, you know, you, there's other ways to find fun and the danger of the fun and what it does anaesthetizes us to death uh, and, and, and evil and violence and uh, murder and horror. It has an anaesthetizing type of an effect with the, with the fun aspect, uh, the power of, 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 of fear, what it can grip us, and the, the sense that it can lead to a doorway of fascination in, in other things, in other things. Um, Let's move on swiftly. Uh, so biblically, um, so so biblically. So I would say this: seeking supernatural power takes us away from God and relying on Him. So in Exodus chapter twenty, verse three, Exodus twenty, verse three, God says, "Look, I'm not going to list a whole load of scriptures right now. You can find quite a lot in the Old Testament about mediumism." Um, Consulting a medium, consulting the dead, witchcraft, uh, and uh, there's, there's a lot. But, but th- this is the bottom line. Uh, in Exodus 20, verse 3, it, God says, You shall have no gods other than me. Nothing else to rule your life. No other gods than me. Exodus 20, verse 3. Jesus in the New Testament says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and your neighbours yourself. Only God. Jesus echoes the same principle. Um, and um, and so finding so 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 you know if you if you look to find out the future through a medium other than God it takes you away from God it becomes it entraps you it can become almost like godlike to you you find people become so gripped by it um, if um, if if money rules your life it can become your god. Uh, as well, so it's not just you know, and, and you might be saying, well, look, you know, dressing up in a vampire costume doesn't mean to say, you know, I'm going following mediumism. What I'm saying is the fun aspect of it is probably the most insidious and dangerous because it anaesthetizes us to the other tentacles and dangers that we can be involved in. Uh, but it says, you shall have no gods other than me. So, uh, so, so seeking power, seeking. Um, your own life without God, you as a God, I'm in the place, my life, seeking other ways of knowledge, seeking power. So, so witches in witchcraft, they seek to use the elements and incantation and spell for power so they can get their own way. But, it, but it's making themselves like God-like and using other powers and other gods. Uh, and, and so it, it takes us away, away from God. And so this is why God isn't a killjoy. He would say, you know, things like uh, the supernatural and uh, mediumism, clairvoyance. And, you know, these things, these things are, seek God. Seek God. That's all right. You're fine. That's all right. It's okay to sneeze, Emily. (laughs) It's a squeaky sneeze, but it's okay to sneeze. (laughs) It adds a bit of light relief to something that's a little bit deep and heavy. Right? So thank you. So, but if we're coming to the New Testament, Ephesians 6 verse 12 speaks of spiritual reality. And this is interesting from the New Living Translation. It's Ephesians 6 12. So we're to have no other gods, nothing else than God, our Father, and to seek him and no other things, you know, whether it's spiritual things. But look, there is a spiritual reality. So if you say, you know, I, I talk about the root of, of Halloween, and you, you, and, and, um, but um, 
it says this, for we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities in the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Please make a note of that, dear Christian friend, today. Ephesians 6, verse 12. Unseen evil, spiritual evil, spiritual reality. And for us as Christians, it's just to remind ourselves there is a spiritual reality. We don't have to be afraid of it. We don't have to go running around and, and, and shouting at people and saying you're evil. But to be aware, there is spiritual reality. And the, there is a root of spiritual reality in uh, Halloween. And uh, it's it, it, not that you go around shouting at people and saying, you're evil! There's the devil in you! Absolutely not. But to recognise that there is. And as Western Christians, we sometimes only see we believe in what we see, you know. But there is a spiritual reality. And this is what Paul is saying, sharing in Ephesians. So what's the response? And this is the bit that I want to conclude with in the next, just the next few minutes. Uh, as I've been, sharing, I've been sharing for about 20 minutes so far, something like that. So, um, so in the next few minutes, what's the response then? Okay, so I painted a bit of a broad stroke about Halloween. It hasn't given you great detail, but there's enough there. I, I, I've... I've, I've not gone into detail biblically, but you search for yourself. You can, it's quite easy to say biblical view on mediumism, clairvoyance, witchcraft, you know, spiritual. I've, I've tried to give you a, a, a smattering of an idea there. Um, our response, I, I often have said this, and people have looked at me a bit funny, um, but particularly with what's going on in our world and the way in which the world is being shaken, as the days get darker, we, you and I, individually and as church collective, We've got to get brighter. We've got to become brighter. As the days get darker, I've, I've, and if, if you've been, I've been around in our church for 15, 16 years, I've, I've bashed on about this from, from day one probably, for my own life and for our lives. But as the days get darker and the, the world is being shaken, there's lots of views, there's lots of good ideas, there's lots of experts who tell us what to do and what's the answer, but Jesus is, is the answer. But as the days get darker, I must become brighter. I must burn brightly. Uh, and just, if you, don't, if, you don't, if you lose everything else this morning, let that phrase just stay in your heart. As the days become darker, as an individual, I need to be brighter, but as a collective, the church, we must become brighter. So a couple of verses, that I will, and, and then we're going to have an opportunity to just pray together. With, with this, we'll conclude. I really felt... Um, like a releasing. Um, we've been praying as a church for release of all constriction. A couple of weeks back, uh, Bola, one of our elders, prayed at the front here. All restriction being released. And I just want to do release people to be light. And I want to do that, pray that this morning in the next few moments. But look, look, look. Um, some, this is why we don't have to worry. And this is beautiful, and this is powerful, and this is amazing. And so some of these scriptures are going to come up on screen now. Jesus is the light of the world. Jesus is the light of the world. We just need to tell our souls this, because we're going to have lots more hitting the news and different organizations and individuals, you know, assaulting this, attacking that, pulling down this, wanting to change that. And, and, and so and the rally caused, the cause of this, and 
run after that and hold up this. And, uh, you know, um, TikTok will be saying, you know, this is what you want to take to the streets for that. And on Facebook, it'll be rallied to this. But Jesus is the light of the world. Look at this in John chapter 8, verse 12. You, you're, these are so well known, we get immune to them. But just let this sink into your soul. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said about himself, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me, so whoever follows Jesus, will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. It's amazing. To know where we're going, to know who we'll be with, to know that death is not the end, to know that what is shaking the universe and shaking our world We'll not, we'll not, if we stand in him, we'll not be shaken away. And so it's so important. He's the light of the world. And, uh, but whoever follows him will never, will never be in darkness, nor do we have to fear the darkness. How amazing is that? How amazing is that? Look at this. Uh, he, he, this, this. John said this. In bearing that in mind, this is an, read John's gospel. John's gospel is an amazing gospel about the light of life. It's beautiful. But look at this. Uh, John, John said this of Jesus. He said, saying in John chapter one, it's, it's talking of Jesus, the eternal Word. It says the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness cannot overcome it. Uh, one translation says, does not comprehend. The literal translation could mean comprehend or overcome. And so darkness, the darkness, no whatever you may believe, and whatever, whatever you see the world and how evil and what's going on and how terrible and, and the hatred and the vehemence against Christ and against God and against Christians and against this world, the light that is Jesus shines in the darkness. He's shining and the darkness cannot overcome him. To me, that is the most amazing. I, 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 I like to just lay, let that lay hold of my heart, lay hold of our lives. And so Jesus is the light of the world. So to conclude, what about us then? What can we do? Uh, what can we do? What can you and I do? Bear in mind that Jesus is the light of the world. The darkness cannot overcome him. Anyone that follows him will not walk in darkness, but walk in light. He's calling us to follow him. So Jesus says this. It's in Matthew's gospel. You'll probably know it very well. But look at this. What about you and I? Well, we're to be the light. We're to witness to the light. That's Jesus, the light of the world. And darkness cannot overcome him. And then we're to witness to that light. And, and he then commissions us to be light. Sends us, the, sends us to be full of the Holy Spirit. So look at this. In, in Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 to 16, and this is what I mean, when the days get darker, we've got to become brighter, and we can become brighter. And, and, and look at this. It says, you are the light of the, of the world. A city or town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people put a lamp um, under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. They put the lamp on a stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. And then Jesus says this, and he applies it to you and me. In the light of putting the light on a stand, and not hiding it away, but putting it up high, so it can shed light to all, okay, on a stand. Then he says this, in the same way, now this is application, he's applying it to his followers. In the same way, let your light, let your and my light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Matthew 5, verses 14 to 16. And so, to give our hearts and lives fully over to Jesus, 
to fully yield our lives to him, to give ourselves up to God and say, this is my life, no other gods but you, only to, be, to yield to the Holy Spirit, say, Holy Spirit, just, just fill me, fill me afresh, release me, and then for me to go in that, in Jesus, wherever you walk, wherever you go. And it might not be as spectacular. So it's interesting, isn't it? It says, you put, you put, you put the lamp on a stand. I think you and I uh, will have to believe what we really believe. We're coming into an age where we'll have to make our own stand. You, I, I looked at this word stand to put it on a stand. Not to, not to build a pedestal, but to make a stand. And you and I are going to be called as believers to really believe what we believe and to stand upon Jesus and to say, yeah. So when, when people sort of come knocking on our door uh, at Halloween, um, if, if, if we answer, sometimes you know, we're, we're, not, we're normally at a light party when, when everyone's knocking on the door, like we do light, par- light, light parties here, celebrating the light. So we can celebrate the light, can't we? But if, they, if, if I'm around, my answer at the door is, I'm sorry, I don't, don't celebrate that. That usually flummoxes people straight away. Um, and I'll try, without I, I, being too preachy, just try and, you know, I, I celebrate light rather than darkness. And, and then if they go away. But, you know, in your heart and your, our lives, what can I, what, could, what would happen if you and I made our stand in Jesus, in the power of the Holy Spirit, in our home, in our work, in our neighbourhood. And I'm not saying you get on a soapbox and shout at people. That's not the stand. I'm saying by giving love, saying I'm praying with you, being a support, showing care, taking the love of Christ in our lives really believing what we believe and holding him and standing on him. What, what, what would happen if all of us began to take my tea light? I'm like a little tea light. And I took my light, the Holy Spirit, and made my stand, as it were. What, what, what do you think would happen? Now, multiply that, say, in a church of 160, 180 people like us, and then the tens of thousands of believers in our nation, tens of thousands, probably several million people will say they're Christians, but we took the light. Bearing in mind that Jesus is the light of the world, that he's the light, shines in the dark, the darkness could not overcome him. How amazing is that? And then to be filled with the Holy Spirit and be that, testify to the light and be that light wherever I go. We have a great opportunity to be light at this time. And at this season. And um, maybe not go with the flow. And not just keep silent. Because the, of, of what it might stir. But to be light and take the light wherever we go. God bless you. Let's, if the worship team would come, that would be great. Thank you. Should we stand together? We're going to pray together um, this morning. Perhaps if someone would go to the back and press the heater button once more. One of, the, one of the welcome team members, if you could press the button on the back so the heater comes on, that would be great. Uh, thanks, Ian, for, for doing that. Um, some of you may feel a bit chilly. We'll get the heaters to kick back in.
Let's pray together this morning as we just pray for release of his spirit. And um, I, I don't know about you, but sometimes as a Christian, I don't feel, if I'm honest, there are days in my life I think, oh, I don't feel like a very good Christian today, Lord. I'm looking at your faces and some of our faces this morning. I'm not saying you're not good Christians, but you, you probably concur like me. I don't feel like a very good... Oh, I feel tired. I feel tired. Or I feel, I feel hard-pressed. You don't know what's going on at my work. You don't know what people... Are, you don't know. You don't, you don't know if I... It's all very well you saying make a stand and, and believe in what Jesus believes. And, and, and sometimes you can feel that you know, you've had an argument with your husband or you've had an argument with your wife We've had an argument with the children. And this morning you think, well, I don't feel too good today. I'm not, you know. Maybe something's happened in our lives and it's deep-seated. And, and you know, we just, we, just, we just feel. Maybe some of us feel, you know, we, we, we've been suppressed. As we've got pain. Some of us feel, you know, I just feel a bit jaded as a Christian. I feel, I feel like I'm not, you know. And, and sometimes we can always have this, I should be better. I could do better. That's the other flip side, isn't there? But there's something about the love, the mercy, the goodness of God, His generosity. And when you and I feel that we're being consumed, it says Jesus is the light of the world. He shines in the darkness and the darkness cannot consume Him, cannot overcome Him. To let Jesus, to let the Holy Spirit. And for some of us this morning, there needs to be a refreshing, a renewal of us just, and I don't say this in a judgmental way, just recommitting. Maybe for some of us, recommitment morning. For some of us, it might be refreshing, just stirring the embers again. Stirring the embers of our, so there's a flame. For some of us, it might be, you know, a, a, a releasing. And I often feel that we, we, we need a recommitting, we need a, a, a refreshing. Some of us need maybe like a, just a, a, a release, a fresh release of the Spirit in our hearts. For some of us, it's a, a new encounter with the Holy Spirit in your heart and life. So we're going to pray for that right now. And if that's you, there should probably be many of us. And I just pray for, you know, uh, it, it, I was in the church on Saturday, Saturday around about seven o'clock, and I was just checking for water damage. 130-year-old building, where, where's the water come in? And it come in in all, all sorts of places. And I was sort of bemoaning, the, oh, no, oh, look at this. And I was praying in the building. As I prayed in the building, I just felt that, that God said, no restrictions. Even the building isn't a restriction. My love is releasing. And I just pray, pray I, just, I just prayed release over our church and release over the chairs and release in this place. And this is be an atmosphere of freedom and releasing of our hearts and lives. And I just, you know, I just pray that now. Lord Jesus, we just come to you. We thank you. We thank you that we don't have to be afraid. Uh, there's no over-triumphalism in myself, but you have triumphed over the grave, death, hell and sin. And you've led Satan, Lucifer and death and hell in a public triumph of the cross. Oh, Lord Jesus, thank you that you are high and lifted up and your glory fills all of the universe. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are the light of the world. You are the light that shines in the darkness and the darkness cannot consume and overcome you. Your brilliance and radiance will shine forth and wants to shine forth. And so we pray that in our hearts and lives, Father, 
your shine, your love, your mercy, your forgiveness, your hope, your healing, your release, your freedom, the releasing of all restriction will shine in and through our hearts and lives in this place. I pray for beat up, beaten up Christians, people who, who are too hard on themselves, people who, who feel suppressed and broken, people who feel tired and worn out being on the journey. I just pray, Father God, for a fresh release of your spirit in and through us, that we don't have to beat ourselves up, but we just have to come and give ourselves to you. And so this morning, Father God, we give ourselves to you afresh, that you might shine in us and through us afresh in the name of Jesus. I pray, Father, for a releasing, a commissioning of your church to be the light, to be the light, salt and light, to be released as light and life, just to smile at someone at work, just to love someone at work or in my neighbourhood, to reach out to somebody, say, I'm here for you. How can I help you? In the, in the power of Jesus and in the love of Jesus. Our smile won't be just a smile, but a smile in the power of Jesus. And I, I just pray that, Father God, that he says that you let your light shine before men and women, works of kindness and goodness and mercy. And I pray for a release of the church in our nation, a stirring of the church. And as we come to a dark time on the 31st of October, pray for fresh light, a fire to burn in our souls, Lord. Like the two on the road to Emmaus said, did not our hearts burn in us when Jesus spoke and opened up the Scriptures to us? Pray for a burning of our hearts, a burning of our lives, a burning in the Spirit, we pray, Father God, in and through us with love and mercy, kindness and hope, and resurrection, power and forgiveness. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Let's sing these words together as we seal in our hearts and spirits the fire of hope. Let your light shine. girls were going to a, uh, a local, well, I lived in Newcastle at the time, and um, my, 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 my daughters were going to a, a Roman Catholic primary school, which was the closest in our area. And uh, my, my wife, Helen, um, plucked up the courage this one particular year. She picked up a little leaflet on Halloween. And uh, in the Catholic school, they celebrated Halloween, and the classrooms were all done with cobwebs and you, you wouldn't believe it, all sorts of stuff and ghosts and all sorts of things. And so my Helen plucked up the courage this one particular year and uh, went to see the head teacher, lovely man, a really good man. She saw the head teacher and she just explained the, 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 the fear, fascination, fun, danger of Halloween and in young hearts and minds. And as a Christian, didn't feel that it was 
you know, the best thing, the right thing. But she did it in a really humble, but we prayed. We prayed. We prayed for a couple of weeks before she went. How about this? So what happened was the head teacher then said to her, Mrs. Mancini, thank you for coming. This is the gist of the story. Thank you for coming today. So I've waited. I've never had anybody say anything against or otherwise. He says, and I agree with you. I agree with you. They changed the policy of that school that year where they didn't celebrate the classrooms all. It was, ama- it was quite amazing. And we just learnt the power of praying and being light. And she did it in a really humble, gentle, but stood, but with a gentle confidence rather than religious pointing of the finger. And it was remarkable. Honestly, it's a true story. It was, it was really remarkable. We learned the power of being light. Now, I know she said something, but sometimes you don't have to say something. Jesus said, let, let your good works with love and mercy. So you and I, being a light, wherever you are working, studying, family, what, does that, what it means for you and me is so different. I know that. And that's the beauty of it. You, your flame is so individual. The spirit is the same. Jesus is the same. But the way in which he wants to flow through your life is so wonderful and from your personality. So don't compare yourself that you're no great speaker. You don't understand the Bible enough. You're not very courageous. You're not very clever. You haven't got much to offer. We offer our lives to God. And he's the one who shines in the darkness. The darkness cannot overcome him. And he shines through us and through you and with you in the power of the Holy Spirit. So I encourage us to be released this morning to be light. As the days get darker, let's burn brighter. God bless you. As you go today, may you go in his love, may you go in his power. Speak to Andrew and myself. If you want us to pray, we'd love to pray with you. Don't rush away, we're serving drinks. In about 10 or 15 minutes, if a few people help us with the chairs, but we'll let people get drinks first, that would be great. Don't forget, four o'clock, it's our toddler harvest Thanksgiving service. Looking to support the food bank again is wonderful with a suggested small donation financial donation so that's great pray for toddler time 150 families a week through this place it's incredible please in your week pray for what's going on here at the church center you know it's amazing the parents grandparents are coming loads of grandparents dads lots we see lots of dads um, one of the days a week I come with my own granddaughter. It's great. Sing hot potato and sit down on the floor down there and uh, row, row, row your boat and all that stuff and sitting there with grandparents. It's amazing what's going on here. And people just want to talk. They're open to talk. It's, so please, please pray, get involved, come and join. God bless you. Have a great week.